Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Cocoa Express show for Monday, June 23rd, 2014. Man, it's June already. It seemed like I was just saying January. But we're here, we're glad, we're back, and we have such an amazing opportunity with us today. With us today, we have Mr. Ron David. Mr. Ron David is the son of rock and roll Hall of Famer legends Ruth Brown and Clive McFadder. Now, it's always been um, a curiosity of mine to know what happens when you mix two extremely talented people together. What happens? What you know? What kind of offspring would would they produce? Someone who is extremely talented in other ways. Someone who doesn't have a certain ability. Well, we're going to find out today. And what we're going to find out today is, and I'm just going to tell you up front that when you mix together two extremely talented people, what you do come up with is an extremely talented individual as your offspring. And it is with great honor that I bring to you um, this evening, Mr. Ron David. How are you? Hello. Hey. Hey, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It really is my pleasure. And, you know, I've been trying to sit here and do like some kind of comparison between the two voices and where you fit in. And you sound more like your dad. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that a little bit, Uh, you know, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. I'll I'll take either one of my mom and my dad both were very talented singer, so uh, just to be compared with either one, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take that as a definite compliment. Now, I want to start off by asking you, what was it like being in a household where you had all of this amazing talent? It, you know, I, I have been asked that question a lot, and uh, I laugh because it was just a regular household. I mean, they were just mom and dad to me, you know. Uh, you get sent to your room, you get in trouble if you do something crazy, you know. Uh, you get breakfast made, <laughs> you know. The only part that was uh, different was the fact of all the celebrities that were always around because they were their friends. But to me, I didn't really know who they were until I got older. They were just Uncle Richard or... You know, the Temptations are hanging out, or B.B. King comes by the house, and they were just Uncle B or whatever, you know. But until I got to school, then all of a sudden I realized, man, do you know that your uncle is Little Richard or B.B. King or your mom is this or your dad is that? It, okay. it was more important to everybody, you know. Well, then, you know, it's it's funny because, I guess when you're a kid, you don't really pay much attention to anything that's going on because it's just normal. It's a normalcy for you, but for the average person, it's like um, 
going to Hollywood, coming to visit you at your house, huh? <laughs> yeah. They went so, out of their way. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Normal. They went out of their way to make sure we had just normal stuff, just, you know, grow up regular, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, were there any, you know, did you sing with them? Did they kind of try to push you in that direction or they just let you go in a direction that you felt like you were going to go into naturally? Um, well, they encouraged me to do whatever I wanted to do uh, to be serious about it. I mean, music was just always there with both of them singing, so it just came naturally. So um, what they did make me understand is that that uh, you don't do it because you're trying to be a star or celebrity. You do it because you love it if that's what you choose to be. If you want to mm-hmm. be a carpenter, if you want to be a doctor, you know, then go and uh, be the best one you can. But uh, any help that uh, I wanted, if I was going to be a singer, they definitely told me about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were coming, the business end of things is, is they emphasize more. She always said that uh, it's called show business, and it's uh, 90% business and 10% show. But uh, a lot of people kind of mess that ratio up, you know, and don't handle their business. And at the end of the day, you know, you're not getting your royalties or you're in a bad contract or something. So uh, I learned a lot from them on that end that you have to uh, take care of the business and as much as getting out there singing and dancing, you know, so... Uh, I, I learned that more more than anything. And you've worked with some of the the greatest. I mean, you worked with Red Fox when you were young. What was that like? Oh man, that that was that was great. And he actually, that's a funny story because he again he was Uncle Red to me. I mean, I would see him all the time. But when I uh, came out of school and uh, decided I was going to try to uh, be in entertainment, I uh, got an agent, and uh, I went on an audition. And when I found out that it was for his show, uh, I asked him not to say that it was me. I wanted to try to make it on my own, you know, to get in. And I made it, too, until the final auditions. And when they brought me in and he's sitting there to make the final decision, I mean, of course, it was like, oh, my God. But, I mean, he was hilarious, he was warm, he was loving, he was just, he's a great guy, you know. And then to be on the show, we played, uh, there's another singer, um, Phil Perry, great, great singer. And uh, he and I and another uh, gentleman named Warren Waters, we were called the Doo-Wop Moving Company. So on his show, which was uh, the last show after um, his Red Fox show, we were... uh, singers out on the corner. We were a moving company, and we would always be on under the street like, singing doo-wop, you know, and he'd come out and tell us to shut up, get off the scene. It was on ABC, so, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was really fun. I mean, uh, th- that's what it was like to be uh, in that type of household was that I, I got to meet so many beautiful and talented people. You know, opportunities that you don't get in everyday life. So um, my mom and dad opened a lot of doors. That's that's amazing. That's 
really excellent. You know, what's so funny is um, when you think about family legacy and stuff like that, I was watching the news today, and on the news today, Sting said that he's not going to leave anything for his children. They're going to have to figure it out for themselves. And I found that really interesting. And how was that? How would how did that statement play out in your life? Um, well, you know, I guess as with anything, it's it's your own personal views about things. Uh, my mom and my dad always wanted me to do better than they did. Any mistake that they made, they didn't want me to make just by the sheer fact of, I guess, you know, you love your kids. So um, if, I, if I know it's raining outside and I can tell you, hey, it's raining, get your overcoat, you know. If you go outside and get wet, that's that's your own stupidity, you know, because I, I did what I could to help you. So um, I guess, you know, that's the relationship he has with his kids. But he obviously has his uh, own reasons for doing it that. Uh, my parents were more extremely supportive and wanted me to uh, do anything they could to help me if that's what I chose to do. And they did, you know, but they went through some hard times. I mean, rhythm and blues back during that time, you know, things weren't the same. You, you didn't have the Internet and, and iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. You only had the few record companies and ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, on a few radio stations. Mm-hmm. So uh, now the opportunities with uh, the electronics and, and uh, technology that has reached so much, the amount of people that you can reach worldwide almost instantly is just, that's a whole other level of business itself. It's, it's, it's great. And what are your thoughts on how rapidly the industry changes? I mean, um, just, I guess you can say last year, uh, the the technology that was available has changed in that short period of time. For you, how has that rapid succession of change affected you in your career? Um, it, it, it helps. It helps in some ways, and it hurts in others. Um, things aren't like where you could just get a song and you'd have to be discovered, and if you didn't get a record deal uh, with one of the major record companies, you know, you were just kind of out of luck. Everybody went through that. But now with all of the talent shows on TV, they're looking for you to come to the table with a built-in audience already. So, you know, um, if you have a following or can generate a following on Facebook or through the Internet or something, you can get a chance to uh, produce your own songs, you know, with the computers. The kids today do their own things, and, you know, you don't need the money that it takes from uh record labels to produce good music anymore. Um, so a lot more people have the opportunity to expose their talents, you know, and uh, that's, that's a good thing, you know. It, it gives you more say-so in your music. I, I you know, in, independent uh, labels and things have really been popping up everywhere. You just have to be diligent about still putting the best work forward. You can, you know. Now, in addition to you working with uh, Red Fox, you've also, uh, let's see, you've been in Why Fools Fall in Love, um, The Temptations, right. the, the Little Richard, 
Um, and you did the Five Harpies. It's interesting. I had one of the um, actors from the Five Harpies on the show a while back, and um, uh, John Canada Terrell. Uh, very interesting character, yep. I must say. I guess you're going Flash. Well, actually, that was that was I was part of that group. That's mm-hmm. who I was in with him, Flash and the Ebony Spark. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean. What was that, and how has that been for you as far as being in those kinds of um, iconic films? They really are a truly iconic film. Well, thank you. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, um, not everybody can get to say that you, you get to live out your lifetime dream, which is to do what you like for a living, you know, um, as an entertainer and, and to have people give you the form and let you uh, sing or dance or do whatever you is, you know, that, that's something that people dream about. And I, I have been more than fortunate and blessed to be able to do it pretty much after I graduated school. That's, that's all I've done, you know. And, I mean, that's, that's lucky and that's a blessing, you know. But to be in a film with Robert Townsend and, and, and Halle Berry and, you know, Little Richard and all of these things like that. I, I'm the biggest kid as anybody else. Half the time on the set, I was sitting there, you know, with my mouth hanging open like, wow, that's Halle Berry. I'm on a set with Halle Berry. <laughs> you know, just just like everybody, you appreciate people's talent and, and you just marvel and, you know, you thank God for, for the blessing. And uh, you always stay humble and, and you move forward trying to do your next thing, you know. You'd be appreciative. And you've also worked with Bonnie Raid and Rick James, and you've performed th- three times at the White House. I mean, these are dreams that, that some people will never, ever be able to say that they've touched them and you've had the opportunity to have them. What was it like working with Rick James? Wow. Let me say that that was some of the most fun I ever had. After I got over the fact of, like, Saying, keep saying to myself, I'm here with Rick James, then you had to do your work, you know. Um, and in rehearsal, he had written so many great songs for The Temptations, for the Mary Jane girls, for himself, uh, and we were going through the show to pick out which songs they were going to do, and we couldn't do them all. And I got to sing, um, he had a song called Ebony Eyes, which he did with Smokey Robinson. And during the tour, I sang that with Rick. And one, I'm singing Smokey Robinson's song, and two, I'm performing with Rick James, who I had, you know, was a, was a definite fan of. And to go around the country to see him behind the scenes and what a great guy he was, you know. I mean, everybody has these images and ideas of what he was like. But he was one of the most talented, just straight great people you, you'd ever really want to know. I mean, Dave Chappelle does the, all of the uh, caricatures, which are really funny, you know, but, I mean, Rick was a good guy. Rick was an, an extremely talented. Wow. Um, when are you going to write that book? <laughs> as soon as I somebody to put that out there, I'm like, hey, from your mouth to God's ears, hopefully. So we're going to have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Maybe. you have stories. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the main thing is that, like like James Brown says, open up the door and I'll get it myself, you know, is that um, mm-hmm. 
my mom's version of that was um, Papa may have, Mama may have, but God bless the child that has his own. And what she was telling me was that it's it's great to sing other people's songs and to, um, you know, been in a lot of groups working temptations and all of that type of stuff. That's wonderful. But you have to find your own voice. You have to leave your own footprints. And, you know, that's that comes by your own creativity, you know. So that's what my song is, and uh, I put it out there, and people are responding great for it, and I'm getting great responses. And uh, I'm very happy because that's me, you know. Okay. I mean, if I'm singing my dad's stuff, that's one thing, or if I'm singing my mom's thing, that's something else. They are great entertainers. But this is this is me being myself, and if, if that's accepted, then I feel like, you know, I, I, I put one little footprint on the sand there. And that and that you is you being you is your song titled I Want Your Lovin'. And um how did that come about? Did you you know, did you write this yourself or, you know, what's the story behind the song? Uh yeah. Um it was a friend of mine, Marcus Bell and I co wrote the song together and produced it. And um I had just come off a tour doing some work with The Temptations, and I was talking to uh, my manager, and I said, I have an idea for a song. He's like, well, I've got the perfect guy to write it with you. And as soon as I came off the tour, I went to the studio with Marcus, and I just wanted to get something that was contemporary but pay tribute to the old school way. When you, you know, you sing the way you sing. And, and as soon as uh, Rick James sang or Michael Jackson sang or anyone, you know their style. And that's what I wanted. But I wanted something that people didn't have to think really hard about. It was just something as soon as you heard it, it was just a feel-good song, get your head bobbing. And I said something that people relate to is falling in love. You know, you, you get that first time you see somebody like love across the room it's like man you know you know you get that little tingle you know of like oh here's, here's a new love affair and that's what it is it's just talking about something that everybody's gone through the first time you, you fall in love with somebody you want that love <laughs> you know it's, huh? and, and you put in a nice little smooth sexy groove and, and it came out that way okay now I'm going to let our listeners Listen to I Want You Loving by You, um, and so that they can get the feel, because I like the song, I like the vibe, and it is an excellent stepping song and everything. Yeah, so. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm going to play it. They can listen and hear what we already know, that it's good. Thanks. <laughs> right.
I really like the video that you have associated with your um with this song. It's interesting. Huh? It's really interesting. I really I... enjoyed the video. Good, good. Well, maybe people can check it out and uh, put a like on it or something so we can, you know, get their opinion. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that he, you know, the guy that you least expect is checking out somebody, but she's checking him out at the same time, and he's trying to learn the moves and everything. So when they do, yes, yes. Isn't that what we all should do? I'm telling you, you got to figure out what's going to work. So you figure out if I learn this dance step, maybe I can I can meet her. You know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter where you come from or what your job is. You know, he he made up his mind that he was going to meet this young lady, and he went after it. So that's yep. what it's about. And he made a home run. <laughs> he got a home run. Yes, he did. <laughs> we have a little happy. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, a happy ending. So do you have any other songs that you have that you're going to release anytime soon? Do you have a CD coming out or anything like that? Yeah, we're working on the album right now to finish up. And uh, the next single that, uh, well, that we finished, one that I, I'm people ask me about, it's uh, I have this thing where people say all the time, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they say it so much that it seems to lose its meaning. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't carry the weight in it. People just say it. You know, to get out of trouble, guys will say it anything. But I wanted to come up with a song that said more than I love you. So I, I wrote this song called I Adore You. And um, it's just trying to take you back to the days when you're telling about the way you walk, the way your hair is. You know, let's just sit down and talk for a moment. And the one thing I need you to know is that I adore you. You know, and a deeper meaning, you know, and hopefully that'll catch on. And when we release that, you know, you'll have me back and uh, can play it for your listeners. I, I think you'll like it. It's a big, beautiful ballad. Okay, okay. And I, you know, you're absolutely right. People do. I'm not one to throw out there, I love you like that, like that, you know. I, I love what I do. I love my listeners. But to say that I love you to people to get me out of trouble, I can't do that. <laughs> Right, but you know, guys, guys will say anything they have to say, whatever is necessary. It, it becomes a tool in the bag, you know. But baby, I love you. you I, mean, I mean, you know, I love you. I mean, it, and it <laughs> and it loses what the talk. <laughs> so, have you been one of those no. kind of guys, huh? <laughs> well, of course not. Not me. Come on, now you see that. You know that's not what I would do. <laughs> I'm extremely. What did you just say? Guys no. will say anything? <laughs> no. Now, you can trust me. Look at that face. Look at my face. Can't you see you can trust me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's why I wrote talk, so I could, I could make things right. Absolutely not. I'm all about business, of course. If I say I love you, then I love you. But I would tell you I adore you, so see, that that makes it even more. See, yeah. That's, that's, that, that carries a lot of weight. It does. You yes, say I adore you, you have a <laughs> bunch of roses in your hand, you are in there. There you go. Okay, let me write that down. I got to <laughs> let me see. I adore you and some roses, 
and you're in there. Good. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> put that in my phone. Well, you can put that in the video. He's saying he adores you. Has beautiful display of roses. I mean, what woman yeah, wouldn't know? Okay. Then we'll go, we'll go back and do the re-edit. You know, again, stick you in the video and put that in there. Absolutely. Okay. Huh? Thank you. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Now, how can people find you to learn more about you, to keep track of you, you know, what you're doing? Well, uh, they can follow me on Twitter, which is Ron David Music, and uh, Facebook, Ron David, which is two R, two N's, R-O-N-N, David. And we have uh, our website is rondavid.com. And that's R-O-N-N, david.com. And it's got everything on there. We've got the video. We've got the single. And you can download it on uh, iTunes. And you can see the video on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I hope people will like it and support it. I appreciate it very much. Okay. Now, are you doing any um, live shows or anywhere anytime soon? I just came back from Jersey, going on yesterday, and then in Florida on a little tour. I was scheduled to do a show, which is a big deal to me, with Aaron Neville uh, on the 12th. It's uh, um, now that that that's a big deal to me because he was such good friends with my mom, and to get to share the stage with legends like that, you know, I mean, those are people you pattern yourself after. I mean, the second he starts singing and you hear that beautiful voice, I'm I'm just I'm I'm the same way, which is which is how it was with Bonnie Raitt. She is. A first-class, wonderful person. Her her music can't begin to touch the type of beautiful person she is, you know. And uh, I I used to just stand in the wings and watch and just try to absorb and learn as much as I can, and then use it when when it's my turn, you know. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's that type of thing. But all of the information, and you can follow us on uh, the website there, and you can hear we have a house mix for the a real. Uh, Steppers and house mix of the song also on the website that you, uh, I think they might like. Oh, I'm sure they will. And you're going to come back, right? Absolutely, sweetie. Just take a second. Just make a call and I will be there. Excellent. I would love that. I mean, whenever you're ready to, you know, give us some more of your amazing music, we would love to have you back. I, I thank you and appreciate the compliments. It's been my pleasure and honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much because I've enjoyed myself. And we're going to have to talk more about this, um, the roses and stuff like that. We have to continue (laughs) that dialogue. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a date there. We're going to work that out. (laughs) (laughs) So, look. I thank you so much. I thank um, um, Double Exposure for the opportunity, allowing me the listeners and your music. And I have to tell you that I do like I Want Your Lovin'. It, I like the lyrics. I like the music. I like the song. And I like the singer who's singing it, you know? Oh, dude, that sounds like a home run then, like you said. He's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And like I said, I would love to have you back whenever you're ready. You know, we're open. Just come on over. Okay, Sue, I appreciate it. Okay, thank I you again. Okay, thank you. Okay. Have a good day. Okay. 
You too. Thank you. Everyone, that was Mr. Ron David, and we are so glad that we had the opportunity to have him on the show. And he introduced his new single called I Want You Lovin', and it's a really good, feel-good kind of single. And I hope you enjoyed it because I enjoyed listening to it, and I hope, you know, the fact that I shared it with you, it brought you some pleasure. And if you're steppers, this is a great song for you to kind of, like, incorporate into your routine. So, on that note, we will join you again um, tomorrow. Yes, we're having a special show tomorrow. We're going to have the amazing comedian, Lunell. Lunell, she has been, I just saw her in Think Like a Man 2. She has been nonstop working. Um, she's got other projects in the wings as well, and she's going to join us, and we're going to chat, catch up with her because she was on the show a while back, and get to see what else she's got going on because this is one busy lady and the fact that she has some time to spend with us i am just so happy to have her so please join us tomorrow at 8 p.m and then on wednesday at 8 p.m real estate straight talk with sharon homer and then saturday we will have you wait who are we going to have on saturday and I got to get my date straight. Yes, we're going to have you, the best invention ever. And it just so happens to be Valencia's birthday on the day that she's doing the show. So we don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to try to surprise her with something. And then on Sunday, we're going to have Wealth Zone Radio. So we've got, we've got a full lineup for the end of the week. So we're ending the month out with a lot of information and some action-packed shows for you. So please... Step in, sit down, relax, listen, and enjoy. We appreciate you. I am so grateful for your continued support. Please have an amazing evening. And like I said, join me tomorrow, and we will do this again. Be well. God bless. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.